0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Luke O'Brien O'Reilly um, died in 2017 after he was the victim of a one punch attack in Dublin. And Jack Hall Ellis pleaded guilty to unlawfully killing Luke. He was released from custody just last year after serving three years and eight months of the five year sentence that he'd received. But Luke's mum, Janeth, made the decision to meet with her son's killer as part of the Irish Probation Board's restorative justice programme. And Janeth O'Brien is with us here today on the show. Janeth, will you bring me back to that Halloween night in 2017 and just tell me about when you first heard of what had happened to Luke?
1: Absolutely. Um, I had been out with Luke. Myself and Ali had been out with Luke that evening. We'd had a, a lovely evening, actually. We had gone to the pictures and done drum. We had been out for something to eat. Um, on coming home on the way home, I was actually hoping that Luke mightn't go out that evening. Um, but unfortunately, the pals kept texting and, you know, off he went. Um, he was in good Farm. Uh then it was, the next I knew was a phone call at three o'clock in the morning from Store Street Garda Station. And that was to let me know that Luke had been attacked and that the ambulance people were with him. Um, and they were going to be bringing him to Tala Hospital.
0: What was going through your head, Janet, when you got that call?
1: Initially was... Initially, I didn't panic too much. I kind of thought, oh, Jesus, you know, a a bit of a fight or something. Um, And, you know, obviously, I didn't. I kind of made my way immediately to Tala Hospital, but I wasn't overly concerned. Um, I went into the hospital. I kind of arrived just as Luke was there, as I was going into the hospital, I could see that Luke was in the ambulance and there was a lot of his pals around they were able to tell me immediately what had happened Um, there was also two doctors just inside the corridor ready to talk to me and kind of eager to know exactly what had happened Um, I at this stage still really wasn't registering with me that you know they were there Mm -hmm. waiting to speak to me um obviously now, in hindsight, looking back, you're kind of thinking, God, that was a big sign to say we were dealing with something really horrific here. Um, we spent the night in Teller hospital then, just receiving bad news after bad news. I was then told that Luke would have to be moved to Beaumont Hospital. Um, At that stage, it was Don and Omni that we were really in a bad situation. But at least we we still had hope at that point in time.
0: And on the 13th of November, just over, just less than two weeks later.
1: That's right. We, I used to call every morning. I'd call early in the morning to see how his evening had been. And... And on that Saturday, actually, we were leaving him and we were quite kind of content. They had tried to wean Luke off, like kind of bring him around a little Mm -hmm. bit. But unfortunately, he'd had a couple of seizures. So they were still saying that that wasn't unusual, that that can happen, that they would just kind of sedate him again for another few days and try again um, the following week. So... When we were leaving him that Saturday, we kind of felt that, okay, he's, you know, today he's he's doing okay. Um, we were telling him to be good and no messing and we'd be back in the morning. And unfortunately, when I rang on Sunday morning, um, the nurse I got to speak to was telling me something about his pupils. And I was asking her, should I come in? Um, because you wouldn't be allowed in until 11 um, anyway, ordinarily. But the nurse I was speaking to had said, look, I'm not telling you not to come in, but I'm not telling you to come in either. So I just made my way straight in, and unfortunately that was when we were being set down to be told that there was nothing more that could be done for Luke. Every parent's worst nightmare, Janet. Oh, completely. It was just yeah. so so surreal, um, devastating. And then the I kind of I remember asking them initially. I kind of was thinking, okay, so we just have to operate again. And I almost felt sorry for the doctors sitting in front of me. They were kind of shaking their heads and just saying. There's nothing more to be done, um, and then they were almost apologetic, asking. They said, "We just have to ask about the organ donation." And um, I remember the room kind of. I mean, I immediately thought, oh god, that's something Luke could do, even though we're twenty years." Really, Janet? I mean, yeah. We never had that conversation. Um. And I also remember immediately thinking, I'm sitting in a room being told there's no hope for my son. And if we could kind of save another mum, I mean, I know there's entire families, but I automatically go thinking of the mums and saying, if there's another mother who's brought into a room to be told there is a chance.
0: for play to you, Jonathan. That's I can't why it can't have been an easy decision, a difficult conversation for you to have
1: absolutely um but again, it was hard uh to deny anyone that chance. Yeah.
0: Luke passed away twenty years of age on the the thirteenth of November twenty seventeen yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, and in the aftermath, then, of you're trying to obviously come to terms with that and 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 grieve um for Luke, the guards did then they, they they arrested a guy um he was charged and he he pleaded guilty to unlawfully killing Luke. Did did that take place long after the the arrest?
1: That was, um, I mean, just to go back a little, Andrea, we were actually dealing with the police and detectives from that second night Um, it was a very strange kind of world to be thrown into dealing with detectives calling um, dealing with them in the hospital when my only concern was Luke Mm -hmm. Um, they were coming to my house for me to identify clothes this was all while Luke was still in hospital yeah. um, it was quite horrific and then we lost Luke on the Monday Um. I'm going to say it was the Wednesday it was two, three days I'm going to say it was the Wednesday because it was two days Like before we had I actually hate kind of saying Luke's funeral but we were in court before that day um, and that's when that nightmare kind of started and continued on for uh, almost two years.
0: I always think it must be extremely difficult, Janet, you know, for, for you and families that are plunged in, you know, to to something like that at a time when, you know, you Luke was still in hospital and, and there was hope and treatment and, you know, in, in the early
1: stages of all of this, that's right, yeah, and I mean that's the perfect word, kind of Andrea is plunged. You're just thrown into the deep end of of this completely different. It, you're, it's really alien to you, um, and the courts were just horrific, um, absolutely horrific. In what way, Janet? In the way of the way. Things were handled. I mean, I can't fault any of the detectives or guards from Talas that we dealt with. They were, you know, they kept us in the loop. They tried to prepare us as best they could for everything that was, you know, each step of the way. Um, but the court system was a complete another shock to me. I couldn't believe the the conduct in the courtrooms. I couldn't believe that we as a family would be sitting, you know, trying to hear when our case was coming up. Um, Because of the carry-on in the court, you wouldn't always necessarily be able to even hear what was going on. Um, And then some of the cases would be, you know, that something had been taken from pennies or something. And I'm like, it was really kind of... (sighs) Real, you know that my son's life was gone, and yet we have to go through this process of listening to who's after Robin Martin, who's after knocking somebody off a bike, and who's that? Do you know really trivial kind of crimes? I uh, suppose yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're they're
0: they're a very cold, you know, and a sort of absolutely. an emotionless. Like it's very place. on the accused
1: yeah. side. The judges. Um, that was until we got to Judge Melanie Greeley. She was a whole different ball game. She was terrific. Um, but yeah, you're right. So cold. And I really felt so much more on the accused side. Tell me about um,
0: Jack Hall Ellis pleaded guilty uh, to unlawfully killing Luke. He, he, he got five years in prison. He served three of those and eight months before he was released actually just just last year. Um you did Janet I suppose something that I think you know a lot of people will would find an extraordinarily difficult thing to do but you decided to sit down and to go and to meek meet Jack Hall Ellis as part of the um the Restorative Justice programme. Why did you decide to meet him?
1: Well, it's funny the things that come over you, um, that it's hard to explain why. Um, I remember wanting to meet the ambulance people. I remember like this when I was doing a couple of interviews early on. I wanted to meet Jack's mum to ensure that she knew I wasn't doing this to hurt their family. I was just trying to raise awareness of how easily somebody's life could be taken. And then the next thing was to meet Jack. I just felt that I needed to see him face to face. I needed to show him what we had been dealing with in those first few weeks. I brought along a photograph of Luke in hospital to show Jack.
0: Um, How did he respond, Janet?
1: I did feel he was very remorseful. I did feel he was very respectful, he kind of sat and listened to everything I had to say. I had kind of um I suppose for all the world another impact statement. Um and I yeah, I mean it was just very important for me to mm. see him before he left prison. So as I knew that um, you know, that he wouldn't kind of repeat any such actions um, and you know because I kind of felt if he was to come out and kind of continue any kind of a you know, have a violent nature again that you know it just would be a waste mm-hmm. of two lives
0: So you, you you met him before he was released while still in prison Yeah, and yeah. What what did he say, can I ask, what did he say to you, Janice, when you showed him the photograph
1: of Luke? He didn't actually say anything for the initial photograph, but because I was sitting across the table from him, I could see that it had affected him. Um, He was, as I said, he was also very respectful. He actually thanked me for meeting him. Um, He had wanted the opportunity to say sorry properly. Um, he had listened to, as I said, everything he had to say. He had let me also know that there there wasn't a day that went by that he didn't think about Luke um, and find it hard to believe even yet how this had happened. Um, you know, a certain amount of mm-hmm. disbelief as well on his part.
0: Would you encourage um, other families of victims to take part in the the restorative justice programme, Janet?
1: I certainly would encourage, like, I didn't realise that it that's what I was looking for. I didn't realise, mm. I thought, like, I actually just rang the prison and was looking for a visiting order, you know, I thought okay. I'll just rock up and kind of yeah. say what I have to say. Um and then it was explained to me that what I was looking for was actually restorative justice. Um, but you and got something.
0: Op- you got something from it. it uh,
1: you know, without it, a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who was maybe even just contemplating it or tying with the idea, maybe to take that next step and inquire, okay. there's so much help and um, they're so helpful. The meetings. I had, it was a far, further six months before I actually did get to see Jack. Um, and I know without the help of Anya and the probation service that I was able to make the absolute most of that meeting.
0: It's coming up to the sixth anniversary, Janet. Um, how are you doing? Like how How, are you, how do you, you know, day to day...
1: Day to day is, I mean, some days I have to kind of nearly talk myself through minute to minute. You know, I try and set myself tasks to do. I found over the six years I've kind of dipped in and out of work. I've, you know, I I try and be busy. I'm either kind of manic busy or just not coping. I find. You know, the further we go on, um, It's nearly the harder, the harder it gets. With, definitely, Andrew, yeah. without a doubt. Um, I know people say it gets easier. So many but milestones. Yeah, people. There's just so many milestones. It's like living two different lives all the time, You're trying to do your best, but yeah. that heartache, that's. It never Absolute moves. devastation just is yeah. there all the time.
0: Well, I, 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 want to to thank you, Janet, for for chat, chatting um to me here today on the show because I know it's not easy for you, you know, reliving this and and talking about it. But I was, I, I was interested to to talk to you, you know, particularly because you you took part in the the program and, sure. and yeah, and what a hard thing yeah, it is to and do. I think you it's, know,
1: and, it's important that people do know about it, that yeah. they know it's there, um. I don't know if it's okay. Luke's full story will be on real lives. Um, real lives untold with Sarah and Trina O'Connor. Um, because as well, it's just families, you hear about these tragic things happen almost unfortunately yeah, every day. Yeah. Um, and I'm while people funny. think, oh my God, that's a terrible thing, they're not thinking of the aftermath and what all that family is left with
0: thank you so much Janet for for sharing um, your story and Luke's story with us here today in the programme and take care of yourself
1: Thank you so much Andrea thank you
0: Just even messages coming in too you know from people just thinking of Janet and and wishing her well and just the incredible heartbreak um, that she's gone through you know an enormous amount of strength really just in in talking to, to Janet today